Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker and I thought if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. Tossing and turning all night like a salad. It's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. There are a lot of reasons why motivation fades, but there may be some things that you're doing that are impacting your motivation to get out of the cycle. And plus, it's the nature of alcohol to trick us into thinking that it'll be different this time and convince us that life would be full of deprivation and sadness without it. If you're struggling to get out of the cycle, then in this episode, I'm explaining why it's hard to get out of denial, barriers to recognizing that you need to quit drinking, and what you can do to take a step forward. So let's dig in.
Welcome back to the Sober Powered Podcast. I am your host, Jill, and this is a really exciting episode because I recently hired a scientific consultant to help me with my episodes. So this is the first episode where Mike is contributing to the research. And you may know that the research alone takes me five to 10 hours a week sometimes, and I've never been able to get ahead in years of doing this podcast because of it. So whenever I'm sick or I want to go on vacation, it's always super stressful for me because I have to work so much harder than normal to get an extra podcast episode done in time. Mike and I have a goal of getting ahead, so let's see if we can achieve that in the next few months. So on to motivation. Many of us try to get motivated by looking at motivational content. We watch reels about sober celebs, and we look for inspirational quotes on social media. I was talking to Mike about this, and he said something that I loved. He said, this type of motivation only lasts as long as you do it. And that's the thing with motivational content on social media. It gets a lot of attention, but it's like its own drug. It's short-lived. It usually doesn't result in people taking action. And then you have to come back for another boost. I want you to find the drive to stay sober inside yourself. No one else can motivate you to do it. One of the biggest reasons that we lose our motivation to quit drinking is because we don't think that we really have to stop drinking. In the beginning, when we have the drive to quit because we're really suffering or something bad just happened, then as the days or weeks or months go on, the bad things fade away and we convince ourselves that we didn't actually have to quit. The problem is there was no acceptance in this process. We never get to a point where we accept that we can't drink anymore. So we repeat the cycle again and again. And it's hard to get to acceptance. It takes a lot of experience and proof that nothing will ever change before we can finally let drinking go. Alcohol damages the brain and it prevents us from having self-awareness. This is called low insight. And it's been found to be one of the main contributors to relapse because it makes us more motivated to hide our cravings and struggles even from ourselves. And it makes us overestimate our ability to control it. Like when we convince ourselves that it'll be different this time, even though it wasn't different the last 447 times. We also might convince ourselves that we truly want to moderate our drinking and we just want to have one drink. Where in reality, we like that buzz or we like the escaping reality thing that being drunk provides us with. People with high levels of denial and low levels of self-awareness also struggle with automatic impulsive behavior. So this would look like drinking and then thinking, I don't even know why I did that. It's pretty hard to accept that your drinking will never change if you're not self-aware. Low self-awareness can also show up as having feelings but not understanding what you're feeling or why. It takes time to build self-awareness, so don't beat yourself up for it. And remember, alcohol damages the brain and turns off self-awareness. This is not because you suck or you're weak. A 2015 study published in Drug and Alcohol Dependence looked at people addicted to meth and found that those with high levels of denial also had less connection between the parts of the brain involved in linking reward and consequence information with behavior, risky decision-making, 
and seeking behavior with the parts of the brain that allow you to make decisions, regulate your emotions, learn new words and skills, and judge size and distance. They also had lower performance on memory and executive functioning tests than those who were not in denial. Participants that could recognize they needed to change had more connectivity between the parts of the brain that I just described. So to me, this means that we're aware of the consequences, but the brain isn't processing them correctly, so we stay in denial, and therefore, we don't get sober. I've discussed in previous episodes about how the brain becomes automatic and habitual in addiction, but if things are bad enough, it can shock us out of this loop. And a helpful way to address your denial is to get in community with other people like you that are working towards the same goal. You'll learn from their experiences too, and that will help you wake up to your own drinking. You'll see people go back to drinking and 100% of the time say that it wasn't worth it. And that will help you develop a pause that next time your brain tries to tell you that it'll be different this time. However, you may be thinking, well, I don't need support. And you're not alone in that. I get asked all the time, how do I quit drinking without any help? Most of us feel a drive to do it alone. A 2021 review looked at barriers for not getting support. And one of the main contributors is most people don't think they need any treatment or support. And they think things like, the problem will get better by itself. I should be strong enough to handle this alone. Or my drinking isn't serious enough to need support. We look at drinking as you're either a hardcore alcoholic or you're fine. And we convince ourselves that because our drinking hasn't destroyed our lives, that means it doesn't need to be addressed. Sometimes we can also think that it's just because of our life circumstances, like a stressful job. And if only I didn't have the stressful job, I wouldn't drink like this. So we think once we change that, the problem will get better on its own. I don't actually need help. And there's mixed information too on socioeconomic status and surveys have found that people with lower income are more likely to seek treatment. So the idea here is that people with more income who have higher education and degrees use this to convince themselves that they can handle it alone or they don't actually have a problem. And I definitely used my education and career to justify why I couldn't possibly have a problem with alcohol. In last week's episode, I discussed why I think that this happened to me, and I had no desire to quit drinking. Anytime that I did take a break, it was only to either prove that I wasn't an alcoholic or to cure myself so that I could moderate. You don't have to be excited about quitting drinking, and you don't have to feel a huge burst of motivation. You just have to do it and keep doing it and have a little bit of hope and trust the process. A 2015 study published in the Journal of Consulting and Clinical Psychology followed a group of 392 patients that were receiving treatment for alcohol use for about nine months. And they wanted to determine whether their motivation before seeking treatment had an impact on the success of the treatment. So whether motivation to quit drinking is important. So pre-treatment motivation impacted how many drinks the participants had during their treatment, but it didn't have a significant impact on their success after treatment. Motivation to change when they were leaving treatment had the biggest impact. And what impacts motivation to change is getting help. 
The treatments in the study were various types of therapy, either individually or in groups. So patients that left treatment with greater motivation to change were three times as likely to stay sober nine months later. So you could triple your chances of success by getting some support. Some of us can have spontaneous sobriety when the consequences are so severe that they shock us out of denial and turn our brains back on. You don't know where your threshold is though. Some people have a very high threshold. And if you're one of those people, then ask yourself, how much suffering is enough to get some support? Not everyone is going to be able to have spontaneous sobriety. Some people need support to get there and there's nothing wrong with that. I had spontaneous sobriety and some people in my community have had spontaneous sobriety as well, but you can't predict if you're going to be one of those people. More often, people will flip-flop between drinking and not drinking, and they don't get support, or they only seek out support when they need it, and then they disappear, and they continue the cycle until the consequences get bad enough that they take support more seriously. We spoke about self-awareness in the beginning of this episode, and most of the time when someone gets sober, they think, wow, I can't believe I did that for so long. How did I not realize and that's the low insight that alcohol causes by disrupting how our brain communicates with ourselves. We have this really special saying in my community, you can't trust your thoughts in the first 30 days. Trust us. Alcohol is going to try to trick you and it takes time for your brain to heal. So during that time, support helps you get through it. And this could be therapy, coaching, AA meetings, working with a sponsor, or joining an online community like mine, challenge yourself to try some form of support and then really commit to it. Another barrier is you may not be able to imagine life without alcohol. I definitely couldn't. Alcohol becomes our identity, and this is also a contributor for why we lose our motivation to quit. We see ourselves as drinkers, and our goals involve drinking alcohol in various places, like drinking wine in France, for example. If you think that sobriety is all about deprivation, then it's going to be hard to have a positive attitude about not drinking. And similarly, if you expect sobriety to suck, then you're probably going to prove yourself right. It's really hard to have a positive outlook about quitting drinking when you don't necessarily want to quit. But if you can find a tiny drop of hope, then that will help you. For me, I had the hope that my suffering was going to be over. I thought that sobriety meant my life would be sad and boring forever and everyone would judge me. But my suffering was so much at the end that the hope that it could be over was enough. Find your version of that. I promise you that sobriety will make your life better in every way, but you don't have to believe me just yet. Just think of one potential benefit that is really important to you and hold on to that. Could it be that you'll finally have success in your career? That you'll have a better relationship with your spouse or your kids? That you'll achieve those fitness goals that are so important to you? That maybe you'll sleep for once? Could it just be the possibility that you might be happy one day? Think of one thing that makes you feel hopeful and let that motivate you to get a little bit of support, have an open mind, and you never know what can happen.
And if you don't have any support and you're feeling alone in this, I hope that you will check out my community and consider that as your way of support. You can get more info in the show notes and I will talk to you next week. Madeline and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety and lots of how-to for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.